to Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. In the last episode, I talked about how I came across a uh, cubby of chuckers that I hadn't ever seen before. Biologist was picking up and retrieving a collar. I waited at the side by side as um, the uh, as I sat there and waited for him to get back. It took him a little bit. Um, I just sat there quietly, didn't have my phone or whatnot, and I discovered a couple of new coveys of chuckers that I had never come across before. I'd never seen a person hunt there before. This is public. I'd also never seen like deer hunters or elk hunters on there, um, but I know they hunt there, but nobody has ever talked about chuckers, Hungarian partridge, or any type of grass in that area. So it was, uh, kind of cool, but it made me think of a situation that I heard about. I've never had this happen to me, but I've heard about it happening. Uh, a friend of mine took somebody who was new to hunting. They wanted to go out. They wanted, they just, they were older, they were adults and they wanted to go out and go bird hunting. They thought it was the coolest thing. They just barely got there hunter safety. And so he took him to an area that he knew had a lot of chuckers in it. There was some Hungarian partridge and not too far from there was some, a bunch of forest grouse. Um, and so this area was just a really good area to go to, to get him introduced to this area. So he took the gentleman there and being new to hunting, wasn't a really aware of of how uh, how you should go about it as a sportsman and doing the right thing. So he took him there, and they went and killed a couple of birds. They left. Now, the guy had no other location to go to. He didn't call his buddy back up and say, hey, I'm going to go back to this place, because it would have been an opportunity for my friend to give him a little bit of knowledge uh, about why it's bad to keep going to the same place. So, um, he just kept going back and he went multiple times during the hunting season, uh, more, more than 10 times. And my buddy who usually hunts this location at the first of the season. And then at the very end of the season, he rarely hunts the same location more than twice in a year, just because we all know what happens if you, harvest all of those animals, uh, then it takes years for them to come back into these areas, which is so cool that I was able to find this covey of chuckers because if you just keep hunting it, hunting it, hunting it, there's too much pressure. You either shoot all the birds or they just move off and they don't come back. So he went back at the end of the hunting season and he was just blown away, had no idea why there was absolutely no chuckers no Hungarian partridges in the area. There was nothing. It went from a large covey where he's pulling out two or three birds every time, just, you know, he's working his dogs, having a great time to, they went for hours to try to find birds and they didn't find a single bird. In a later conversation after the season was over, he uh, ran into the guy again. He's like, hey, you know, we need to go hunting next time. He's like, yeah, dude, I had so much fun. I went back to that spot every week through the whole hunting season over 10 times, and I just killed birds every time. It was the greatest thing. We're going to have to do it again. And my friend's mouth just dropped. 
because he l- realized what had happened. It was this guy taking his friends, his family, and all these other people into these locations, and they just overharvested, and they just wiped out the entire population. That's the challenge you have with bringing in people. And there's no way to help uh, new individuals understand. It took me a few a few years and uh, a little maturity to also understand this. I had a friend who took me deer hunting, showed me a location. I was not aware that it was unethical to go back without his permission until I went back and he got a little mad. I was able to get some education, learned and understood why. But I think it's more so important with a species like upland game to, if you're bringing new hunters into the field, talk about the reasons. There needs to be a lot of education. Talk about the reasons why you're going once at the beginning of the year, once at the end of the year. Talk about over-harvest. I think it's important for uh, people who are naive to the way these upland game species work and the different uh, things that can happen to them. Now what you're seeing is a lot of these upland game species are moving into these private property areas, just like big game, just like elk, just like deer, moose, pronghorn. They are moving on to private, private property because of the pressure. They're just being pushed there. They're not getting hunted to the same degree or even at all in certain scenarios. I know one property that's a big game property, and they don't hunt any upland game on that property whatsoever because they don't want to disrupt the amount of big game hunting. And so you see forest grouse galore, you see chuckers, you see hungs, you see just a lot of different species. They've got some jacks on theirs, they've got some cottontails, they've just got a lot going on. Now turkeys are moving into that location because there's just so much less pressure. So I think it's important to educate people in when you're taking them hunting, if they're new, whether it's your kids or an adult, you're going to explain the reason why we're going to come here once and we're not going back to that location is because of the amount of pressure. I also understand why people become more and more secretive about their spots. Um, I had a, uh, I used to work in Alaska at a, a fishing lodge up there and a lot of our captains would ask that, uh, people don't get, bring their GPSs on the boat. Cause what would happen is, uh, these captains who spend all their time fishing every day would go and they would take all these guests out and they would go fishing. And then these guests would mark it on their GPS. Then they would rent a boat come back next year and they would get a big enough boat that they could hit some of these locations. And over time, all of their secret honey holes, so to speak, ended up being taken by the very people that they were taking out. iPhones make it so much more challenging because you can't, you can tell people not to bring their GPSs out, but people have their iPhones on them all the time and you can get the coordinates super easy. And so that is the challenge that uh, these sport fishermen and commercial fishermen are facing anytime they take a friend or somebody out, they're looking for those halibut honey holes or whatever, uh, whatever honey hole that they have that it's taken them years to develop or people will scroll through their GPSs on their boats, but it's more about education. Again, understanding why you don't hit these honey holes so often give them time to recruit uh to recruit 
back off some of that pressure to keep them from migrating or back off the that pressure so they can repopulate and you're not over harvesting that's all i got for today have a great day stay wild <laughs>